What's going on? Big <laughs> energy, big energy. What's up, yeah. Zach? How you doing? What's going on? Well, how are things for you? Uh, it's been a while since we've recorded the weekly show. Yeah, been a couple weeks. Yeah, I had COVID nineteen, the fake, uh, the fake, the fake virus. virus. I had to yeah. be in quarantine. Yeah, and you know, despite being vaccinated, I wasn't that sick, and so, you know. It just sucked being in isolation, not being able to do things. Um, and you know, actually, this is going to be our our last weekly show, at least in person, for a while, because I'm going to be traveling abroad. So we're going to be doing it over the computer. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but we're still going to keep pumping out content. Mm-hmm. And uh, our uh, our good friend Van, he's going to sub in for a lot of the movie reviews. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna try to me and Van. I'm gonna try and. Uh, something different we're gonna try and uh maybe see some newer movies yeah because most of the time our film reviews are we do older ish not recent like recently released movies at least i think what's the most modern one we've done on that show maybe like it must have been sideways yeah maybe yeah <laughs> so but you know anyways uh that aside it'll be um we'll still try and do our uh weekly shows yeah um do the internet through the internet, the through the power of the internet. Yeah, so, yeah. So, well, I'll miss you in in person, but I uh, hope you have a good time abroad. Thank you. Yeah, it'll be cool. And you know what? That'll give us a nice little. I was thinking that'll give us a nice little intro bit and and to start our weeklies. Maybe I could tell you what I've done in the past week, and it can be like a little a little travel channel broadcast sure, to start sure. out. But yeah, with so, um, COVID, yeah, let's, uh, let's extremely upsetting for, to have it. And I'll be honest with you, and I haven't said this to many people, it, it made me very depressed. You already know, like I'm a mm-hmm. moody person. It made me put me oh, in a very, very bad mood. I was very depressed, very upset about it, and I wasn't even that sick. I was just mad that I had it. Like I was, I, I in in the week and a half I spent in isolation, I was, you know, angry with God angry with with oh, the I'm country God. i was mad on, <laughs> i was i was very upset and i still am pretty upset about it but thankfully i used ivermectin to cure myself yeah so let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about i ivermectin, drank about a man. gallon of it a day i mean for you know the, for people always talking about oh you're sheep it's funny that they're taking barnyard medicine yeah that's <laughs> what that's you know what's interesting i was seeing a lot of uh threads of like facebook posts of people take you know who have taken ivermectin and they're literally shitting out their intestinal linings yeah. and, and you know i talked to our friend andrew he was on the second episode mm-hmm. um and uh he was like yeah it's it's serious and he's like and the thing is is that they're taking medicine meant for animals which is much more highly concentrated that because there is approved human use for you know Mm. for parasites you know Mm. but um yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy that that they're willing to go to the barn to go to the the barn store and get get their medicine but they won't get the fucking vaccine yeah i mean look i the other day i went to the subreddit there's an evermectin subreddit and uh 
it is a literal shitstorm over there because the sub originally started as like a a group for people to talk about using it as a as a treatment for COVID nineteen. Not it's not like the subreddit because there's probably not many farmers that use yeah. <laughs> Reddit, but it wasn't like originally a subreddit to just talk about you using ivermectin to deworm your livestock. It was yeah. formed specifically to talk about using it for COVID nineteen, and it and people caught on to that on Reddit right. and br- kind of brigaded the sub mm-hmm. and posted a bunch of pictures of all kinds of like there's pornographic images of, like hentai horse hentai. And um, and then Man. a ton of pictures of horses and sheep and all kinds Just of when animals you think you've seen it all, shitting folks. themselves. Just when you think you've seen it all. My favorite one was that I saw was this. It was like a picture of this horse giving like a weird look, and it's like when the horse sees you get near his medicine cabinet. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> there's another one that. <laughs> Yeah, and dude, then there, it's, the it's, other one I saw was like a field of horses running, and it's like this is Biden's America. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's so fucking stupid. And um, I would say, you know, like it, I understand people on the sub. I understand people's distrust in medicine. Mm-hmm. I understand, you know, uh, it, it comes from a valid place. Like I under, I mean, it doesn't come from a. It, it comes from an understandable place, yeah. rather, and. You know, it's just that I I, I just I, I it's weird. You, you'll see it. Remember when everyone was talking about hydroxychloroquine? Mm. No one's talking about that now. It's like it's almost like, you know, right wing shitlords want to just push, you know, whatever. There'll, there'll be another fucking thing within I mean, a couple Donald months. Trump was a hair's sentence away from saying maybe we should start drinking bleach. Like yeah. he got so Inject, close to the precipice bleach. of saying, he said that. "Let's let's start <laughs> injecting." Bleach. He's like, "Well, if it cleans Look, our surfaces, then why not can it Look, clean our systems?" COVID having COVID sucks, and now I can say that from experience. Even though I had a mild case and I've recovered, I know everybody was very worried about yeah. that. But so I think people are desperate at this point. I think people are scared. People are desperate. And the internet, when I was talking with my doctor, like I told him I was like, you know, doom scrolling, so to speak, just reading stuff online. And he's like, dude, step away from the computer. He's like, right now, the computer, the internet is doing nothing but compounding anxiety about COVID. And and so I think it's a mixture of just the internet being a, a f- massive tool for spreading good information but also a lot of misinformation mixed with people's anxiety because there's like on the ivermectin subreddit when someone when the brigaders are posting like horse hentai and horse shitting pictures like some there's like a copy pasta they keep posting that's like oh here's all the great things about ivermectin they're saying in india doctors are using it to great success and that yeah, there's and been studies about using, they've actually stopped using it in india yeah well it just doesn't seem like there was like ever any like it seemed like maybe you know, I don't want to give any credence to it, but it seemed like maybe there was a scientist or doctor somewhere had been proposed using light doses of it. Right. And, and, and actually and the, ran the, the, trials the st- on it and found that it wasn't was inconclusive. Well, I guess. yeah, the, they're the, like the, probably not going to study. The study that you're referring to has been disproven yeah. as, um, yeah, you know, so and also Merck, the manufacturer of Evermectin has uh, strongly suggested not to ingest it. Yeah. And you know when a fucking pharmaceutical company is coming out and saying, please don't take our drugs, you know that you shouldn't be taking yeah. it. Because that's literally their whole thing. I mean, yeah. You don't want to take a medication that's meant for 
for horses, destroying animals. parasites, yeah, and giant animals that are triple your size, if not, I don't know, how much is a, how much bigger is a horse than a person? Way bigger, yeah. you know, and or sheep, whatever, like, you don't want to take, it sounds weird to say, it sounds like, obviously, like, a big duh, but, like, fucking taking a medication meant for killing parasites in a horse's bowels, probably not a good idea, like, no matter how desperate and scared you are, like, it's the vaccine is probably the way to go even though you could still get covid as i've learned but you know fine. what but with the vaccine you probably you know a lot of us you know there were some vax vaccinated and unvaccinated and we were at a party when you were dealing with symptoms and massively irresponsible for the yeah. record i had tested negative earlier yeah no, no never ran a fever yeah no it wasn't like you were symptoms. you were you were purposely trying to come out and spread you thought that you were negative but you thought that you originally just had a sinus infection mm-hmm. but you I know i think i think either. honestly it's a testament to the vaccines working because none of us got it you know? i don't think i was ever contagious i yeah. really don't but i mean i don't know that for sure so i think but... the vaccines work yeah. So the horses. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about the other big piece of news since we've been away. Um, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah. So today, actually, officially, um, Biden came out and there's no more U.S. There's troops. no more U.S. troops. Uh-uh. Which although there's a lot of U.S. hardware there, helicopters, gear, yeah. firearms, but you know, but, ammunition. But I've read the whole thing about, especially with um, like the helicopters and stuff like that, is that. It would be extremely costly to fly well, them back. I mean, think about that. You ever move? You've moved out of a place before. You live somewhere for a few years, just a few years. We were in Afghanistan for twenty years. Think about all the all the crap you bring into your living space in just a few years, and then you try and move out in a week. And think about all the stuff you end up throwing away, kind of just trashing or leaving behind. Like it kind of makes sense. Like, how are they going to take out two decades worth of military gear in like just a few months? Um, yeah so and i mean like anytime a war happens things are left behind like that's happened like in afghanistan when the soviets were there tons of stuff was left by the soviets world war ii vietnam landmines left behind and uh in iraq uh there was uh, actually an interesting vice piece i remember from years ago where um the shells that we were using the the you know munitions were like spent uranium mm. and it actually ended up causing a lot of birth defects in the area from us leaving behind a lot of that stuff yeah the, i mean the scars of war will remain for you know long after the invading force has withdrawn. but let's talk let's talk about the grossest narrative i've seen around this is that uh-huh. you know and it's been you know all th- all the three you know horsemen fox news msnbc cnn they've all been pushing this narrative like oh who's uh, the fourth horseman what who's the fourth horseman because if you're going to, uh, you yeah, know, right, there's a fourth right, horseman right. in there. Who is it? CBS? I, I mean, that, that's classically what it was. Okay, sure. The let's, four, let's the say, four major but ones. But a lot of, uh, but they've been saying, you know, oh, well, you don't care about women. You don't care about women's rights. And it's like, bro, you don't either. You didn't either until about a month ago until we started pulling out. Well, you know, they're just uh, a lot of, I mean, like a lot of people are upset about this. And for, for good reason. Like, I think it is all right to be upset about Afghanistan, but right now, like, they're playing sides, you know, and I feel like they can, you know, this is an opportunity for them to just be like, oh, 
you know, because Biden's the president right now, it's an, it's an opportunity for like Biden's critics to have a big, you know, Field day, dunk yeah. on him. You know, you know, recently today, but really, this I mean, the war was started by George W. Bush. It went through four presidents, and even Obama, Trump was saying uh, he was going to assassinated out. Osama bin Laden in yeah. 2012, and he wasn't even in Afghanistan. He was in Pakistan. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, Donald Trump, one of the better things he ran on was ending wars in the Middle East and Afghanistan. And, yeah, he never did it. I think he came to the table a couple times with the Taliban, and then he dropped the mother of all bombs on him. Yeah, exactly. that didn't work out. You know, it's funny. I saw saw, uh, uh, Trump come out and say that he was – God, it's such a Trump thing to do. But he was coming out and saying, like, you know, Osama – he really wasn't that big a deal, you know. I got Al Baghdadi, you know. He yeah. is way bigger deal, yeah. you know. And it's like, it's like, dude, why, why? And then uh, another no, thing. This Donald is actually recent, recent news today. Um, a lot of uh, you know, right wing shit lords, uh, Ted Cruz, um, Donald Trump Jr. They were spreading around. <laughs> they were spreading around. <laughs> they were spreading around. Um, this video where a dude is hanging from a helicopter, right? Oh, I saw the picture. Right. Yeah. And so people were being like, see, this is what happens when Biden... Because there was like Pinochet throwing the commies out of the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, basically, they were basically trying to say like, oh, he's hanging this dude from a helicopter. Turns out... It was just a Taliban guy having a good time. No, it turns out oh. it was a guy... It was it was an attempt to try to fix a flag. So they uh, a guy uh-huh. was hanging out. It was a failed attempt. But... It was in like you can even see in the video like the guy's moving his arms. He's not been hung. Like no, a he's not been style. hung. Like it's like that's straight up out of Scarface. There's yeah, that's this... literally what the gov- the old dictator of Chile, Pinochet. He was a you know right. We I talked about him when we when I did the segment about the CIA backed governments in South America. Right. He was one of them, a far right. Paul, uh, uh, dictator of Chile and his communist dissidents, he used to do that. Take them up in helicopters, wrap a noose around their neck and push them out. That'd be a really fucking shitty way to die. Yeah. But, um, but, <laughs> but anyways, you know, no matter what you're, what you're hearing, uh, just no, I, I think, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's for I, the best. It had to happen eventually. Right. And you know, what's, you know, it's funny. I remember, with that one picture, they were trying to say like, "Oh, it's like, it's like it's you know, America, like the, it's, it, it's the like the last Saigon, yeah, yeah, it's like the, the last, last helicopter out of Saigon, and it's like landing on the roof of the. The uh, funny thing the is, the funny thing is, is that they're using that as an excuse to stay, right? Like, yeah, right? It's like they, but like, really, when I see the people le- like this, I'm like, do you guys want to keep this world? The going? lesson, the lesson <laughs> is, and you can take the same lesson from the Vietnam War that we shouldn't have fucking been there to begin with. Right. And, you know, it's we created a lot of the instability in this area. That's why I think it's it's not something that you can just pin on one politician, one president, one group. Like, really, when I when you think about like because everybody I think now is left, like what was with this question? What was the point of that? Really? And it's a very it's going to be a question that I think will hang over. Even Biden said that. Yeah. This Afghanistan story, you know, till throughout American history. But. Um, you know, uh, really like what it looks like to me is this is a product of just American imperialism mixed with the military industrial complex and with, um, the American empire, 
this is a story of the American empire abroad. This is foreign policy. This is the system created Afghanistan. Yeah, George Bush invaded it, invaded. Terror. Obama kept it going. Trump kept it going. And now Joe Biden's going to take the, the black mark on his presidency right. by and, having the pullout disaster. But right. This but, is, but you know what? The One of the things is, is that I'm not, you know, I haven't been the biggest fan of Joe Biden. I voted for him. But purely because I just didn't want to see four months. It was a more of an four anti-Trump years. vote more than it was a pro-Biden Yeah, I think vote. a lot of people voting for Biden voted that way. Right. And know. so, but I, you know, I have to give Biden huge props because if you see the attacks that he's getting from all sides, he's being... Both like, sides. Both sides. He's getting attacked from everywhere, but he's still holding strong to what he believes. And, you know, I, I you know... Yeah, there there could have been a lot done better. And, you know, recently there was a retaliation drone strike that killed some civilians mm-hmm. after the attack on the, the airport. Um, you know, so I, I'm not saying that he's like a good, a good guy, but I do appreciate that he is trying to stick to withdrawing from Afghanistan because it's crazy. You know, we're both in our late 20s and... A majority of our life, we've been at war with Afghanistan. Yeah, I was a child when they invaded Afghanistan. Right, but and you know, so, so I, I think there's a couple, a couple things that that I think are suspect about Afghanistan. I just want to go over them real quick. Okay. So first off, um, this is one theory I've heard. Um, Afghanistan was kind of important in terms of Americans' imperialism ab- abroad was important to making sure America had a type of a, a reach, a hand, a right. power, uh, a, a, a position of power in a very um, strategically important uh, region of the world. Afghanistan is close to a lot of uh, countries America wants to keep an eye on. Russia, China, Iran, nearby the Middle East. You know, So there's a theory that Afghanistan these 20 years was essentially a barracks and a staging ground for potential war with one of those other countries or a type of listening post, too, where they could keep an eye on the powers in that region that aren't necessarily America friendly and could have some type of military presence there. It's a result of American imperialism in the American empire. Right. You know, so another thing here, too, and this is a question that. Might sound weird at first, but I think there's some merit to it. How much was America working with the Taliban from the start? And or the Afghan, because it seems like the weird thing is everybody's like, what happened to the Afghanistan government as soon as the Taliban started marching through the country? It's almost like they didn't give a shit and that they were either down to join up with the Taliban as soon as America bounced or just bounced entirely. You know, there's been... I've seen things as old. I mean, this, this, I, you know, in reading articles about this a few months ago when this stuff started first started going down, I came across articles from as old as like fucking 2002, you know, because this has been going down. And they were talking about how a guy that, that, uh, he was formerly part of the Mujahideen, he was being hunted by the Taliban and, um, and while being hunted, he thought he could go to the America for help, but America was hunting him. And he was like, how come two forces in my country that are supposedly enemies are both hunting me? Mm. And there you know is what, an interesting what, video. You know what lends some credence to your, uh, your, um, your idea there is that, you know, um, 
after 9-11, there were talks to um, sur- surrender Osama bin Laden. To, mm-hmm. to, like, you know, like to give him over to the U.S. based on some mm-hmm. conditions. And George Bush, that's where the famous line comes. We don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Man. And it kind of, you know, it, le- it lends some credence to what you're Man. saying, you know, is that, that you know. Well, there, there's another thing there, too, in Afghanistan. It's the number one uh, producer of opium in the world. Yeah. America has a massive opioid dependence. And now also uh, very rich in minerals. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know about the minerals, but I know that no, it, it, opium... It, it, that has actually been coming out a yeah. lot lately. So, I mean, it seems like there is tons of business-based interests, economic interests for America to be there. Because, I mean, the final price tag of... The Afghanistan war over two decades was something like two point five trillion dollars. Yeah, you know. So they must have been making money somehow. Yeah. Do you remember that famous video? This is from like the mid twenty like this is from like twenty ten. This famous video was taken covertly and it was the poppy fields in Afghanistan yeah. and they had recorded like US troops guarding the poppy fields in exchange for whoever some warlords, Taliban members, whoever owned the poppy fields in exchange for who knows what was going on there, but the U.S. troops were guarding poppy fields there where they produced the opium. There's also another famous video I saw that was also taken covertly. I didn't see it, but I was heard, heard it written about that there is this covert video taken that showed the Afghanistan military years ago. Again, this spans over two decades, so this is like stuff that happened a decade ago, but it was the Afghanistan military hanging out with the Taliban like buddies and exchanging weapons and having casual conversations and showing each other their gear and their weapons and just talking like buddies. So, like, there is this question, I think, that remains. Like, how much was America, like, allowing the Taliban to be successful and in cahoots with them to some degree? And how much was the Afghanistan puppet government a part of that That strategy whatever was going on over there there's some definite fuckery there oh yeah and i hope you know more information will come about it and this is going to be like a very right very as bad as vietnam in the u.s history books like you know and it went on longer than vietnam more money spent i don't know about the cost of lives but i'm gonna guess more both on, on both of the afghani people and of u.s service members but Truly, it's a travesty, and I, I think everybody has a right to be accepted. We wasted two decades there; so much money that could have been used. Think about to help all the. Think about change. all the. Pro- think about all the. Uh, you know, public programs that we could have implemented here in the U.S. with that money, with you know the price tag. Yeah, of we could have been using if they took all that money and they just did one thing with it, used it to combat climate change. I think we'd be in such a better situation yeah. when it comes to the climate crisis that's slamming down on the world this summer. Well. Since you, since you brought that up, hmm. that leads into one of my first topics. Okay. So let's go. Um, we're officially the inter- intergovernmental panel on climate change report calls climate change unequivocally caused by humans, and temperatures are going to rise to unthought of levels, and they're calling it a code red scenario. Yeah. It was. Um, it came out a few weeks ago. It was the ICPP International IPCC. Climate IP International Panel on Climate Change? Right. Yeah. Um, in 2015, uh, there was the Paris Climate Agreement, which world leaders agreed that uh, they would try to limit global warming to about 1.5 degrees Celsius. Mm. 
Um, the world has already warmed by 1.1 degrees Celsius. Hmm. Right. So yeah. we're, we're already, and they were saying that we were going to reach, you know, try to not reach that by 2030 and, you know, we're coming up on that. Yeah. Um, so there was a 3000 page report by 234 scientists saying that global warming is accelerating sea level rise, worrying extreme, uh, worsening extreme weather events and heat waves, droughts, floods, and storms. And, I mean, just look at what's been going on recently with the hurricane and, you know, and... Uh, oh, the weather this summer has been, like, apocalyptic. It's been biblical. Floods around the world. There were literally um, fire tornadoes in Fires Cal- everywhere across the world. Not just California. Not just the rest the of the United States. The one in States, Turkey and Greece. Greece, Turkey, North Africa. Right. Um, flooding from Europe to Asia to here in the Southwest during the monsoons. Right. Hurricanes fucking coming out of nowhere. I mean, I mean, I guess it is hurricane season, but it's pretty. Like I was, I was reading about this too. Um, when this was released a couple weeks ago, they said it is the most stark warning of climate change yet, oh, yeah. and basically barely been reported on. Right. You know, I mean, at least it's so, not headline news because climate change. Let's be honest, it's not a sexy topic. No, it doesn't it get a lot of airplay. No. You know, people, you know, are aware of it. People know about it. A lot of people think it's not real. A lot of people think it's real, but it's not man-made. Like, at this point, like, their international science community is ringing every alarm bell they can and saying, we need to change things right fucking now. Like, this minute, you know, or we're going to be fucked. So, so in November, (laughs) they're going to meet up in uh, Scotland. Yeah, for the huge UN panel. Like, there's a huge UN. So, um, you know, tropical cyclones are going to get stronger and wetter. Heat waves that used to only happen once every 50 years are now happening every decade. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that's been happening this summer. Um, Not just extreme weather, but multiple climate disasters at once is what they're warning. Yeah. Um, You know... uh, We already see this happening this summer every year. Fires rage across our state here every year. Tahoe's about to fucking burn down. Yeah. South Lake's about to fucking burn down. And, you know, they're, they're saying that the world is locked in to 15 to 30 centimeters of sea level rise by mid-century. Yeah. And, you know, the the real the real sad part about all this, and this is, um, is that, you know, the world isn't heeding scientists' warnings, really. You yeah. Yeah. Well, they had never been from the start. You know, most of the world, most politicians. I mean, it's the same situation with Afghanistan. Why does it keep going? Because economic interests are in favor of it. And economic interests are what pushed, what keeps climate change from becoming a focal point of, of, you know, politics, you know, or international policy in general. Because, you know, business interests around the world you know stand to lose a lot a large profit if if climate change is addressed you know very very tightly and you know to a very strict manner you know and of course people are now saying that there's more there is going to be economic opportunities and like green energy and stuff like that but obviously that's still not fully developed yet so you and know. also, don't don't forget that we're gonna have all the chuds being like, "You're trying to take away my gas vehicles," you know, and it's all that. It's gonna, 
as we try to switch to, you know, maybe electric cars or whatever, you know, you know, that's going to be a huge, they're trying to take away first. It's going to be like, Oh, well, you know, remember they were trying to say like, Oh, they're trying to make sure that you don't eat steaks. Cause they're trying to lower methane. Remember that shit? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had on it. Um, you know, it's just, uh, as someone who lives in California, you know, we both live in California where many, uh, you know, there was huge fires last year, you know, uh, yeah. when we were living in Santa Cruz, uh, you know, nearby and remember like, remember how like apocalyptic it looked Dude, outside? It straight up looked like a nuclear bomb had gone off You're right. somewhere. It was like a nuclear winter. And there was like floating ash everywhere. Oh, I took so many pictures of it. Yeah, my car was covered in ash. There was, it was like raining ash everywhere. The sky was like orange every night. Everything looked weirdly orange and shit. It was very it was disturbing. Eerie. It looked like a nuclear bomb had gone off. It looked like we're living in a in a nuclear winter. So Right. So you got anything else on it? Uh, I'm just looking because I did. I was gonna talk about this a few weeks ago, and I just found what I had written about it. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you mentioned this. I wasn't. I don't know if I heard you say this. Um, one, the biggest thing that they said in this, or one of the biggest things, was it's only possible now at this point to avoid warming of one and a half to two degrees Celsius. If there's a huge cut in greenhouse gas emissions. Right. And um, and so and this report definitely had a lot to say about just the regional effects. And, you know, sure, we're going to have fires and extreme heat here in California, but the rest of the world around the world is going to be affected. Flooding, extreme weather events, hurricanes, cyclones, right. you know, droughts. Yeah, extreme exactly. heat. We're going to burn up and die. Yeah, so uh, just <laughs> not just to a be little, an alarmist. Just, just a little bit of uh, worrying news. You know, I just wanted to highlight that, you know, and especially, I mean, you seem like. Well, it said, well, here's one thing. They say that we're still in a fixable um, realm right, right now. Um, we need to cut carbon emissions by half by 2030 to avoid this serious temperature rise. So yeah. let's hope, let's hope that the world, the world. If there's one. One political issue that should be paramount to all, um, it should be this one because this affects everybody. like everything. Yeah, yeah and everything, it affects yeah. everything, everything and everyone. So you know, not to be a f- fear mongering or an alarmist or all doom and gloom, but the Earth is a cool place to live, and we should try and it's keep it rad. cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, well let's uh let's shift topics here. We'll right. go to my corporate slam piece slam i said slay yeah 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 slam i said slam corporate slam <laughs> wow yeah Good you one. like that one love it okay so Incredible. this this week we're <laughs> this week we're i'm gonna be slamming nabisco makers of products such as ritz crackers cookies uh, Oreo, um, Teddy Grahams, uh, Wheat Thins, and uh, the right now, uh, since August 10th, uh, a strike started in Portland, followed by Aurora, Colorado, Richmond, Virginia, and Chicago, Illinois. 
The Bakery, Confectionery, Tobacco, and Grain Millers Union represent are representing the, the, the strikers. Nabisco's parent company, Mondela's International, has recorded billions of profits in the second quarter of 2021. $5.5 billion in profit and $1.5 billion in stock buybacks. The CEO of Mandela's International received 16.8 million in total compensation 544 time, uh, times the median employee income which is about 31k workers uh, basically feel like they're peons they feel like they're disposable they they don't feel like they really matter to the company mm-hmm. and the funny the f- <laughs> The funny part is, is that, you know, well, many workers have worked 12 hour shifts, six to seven days a week. And for several workers, they were being lauded as heroes for being essential workers, but the company wasn't treating them that way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's, I, I think it's always, it's always funny when a company will be like, oh, yeah, we praise our essential workers, but they don't treat them like they're essential workers, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, it's just part of the optics of it. You know? Right. And their uh, their profits actually soared. What if a company was, like, just completely honest about it? I'm like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, you're going to work for us, and you're going to do all the hard work, and we're going to treat you like shit. You mean nothing to us. So a little bit more They would deep. never do that. No, they never will. Because they're, they're demons. The, yeah, the, I mean, <laughs> but what if they were honest demons? I still wouldn't like it. <laughs> so, um, um, these topics don't get a lot of play in the news because again, they don't. like climate change, it's not the most sexiest union uh, negotiations yeah. with uh, striking. It's not. It's not sexy. No, it's not a fun topic. It's not a sensationalist one. But I think so. it's important because you know, as you know, you know, the capitalist society that we live in, you know. We need to highlight instances where valuable workers are being used as pawns. Yeah, I mean, factory workers and farmers and com- groups of, of workers like that, basically the proletariat. Hell yeah. Um, they, you know, will get praised across America, and especially in rural areas where a lot of these people, that's are, these are their jobs, rural areas, the Midwest are like, you know those types of places like they'll get praised you know by politicians by you know common people you know call them the backbone of america or whatever they right. want but they don't you know, get compensated and, or yeah treated and yeah when it comes down to it like you know politicians don't have their backs other community members you most of the time don't have their backs you know the union is integral to having some type of advocacy Right. For these types of employees. That's why unions are important. Yeah, because, you know, otherwise you're, you know, kind of just left in on your own. And it's, you know, obvious that your your community leaders aren't going to, you know, be the advocate for you. So you need to have, you know, you need to have your own groups to advocate for, you know, your, your you and your, you and your co-workers. You right. Know, so. so I'll continue on. Uh, workers have been asked to give up overtime pay concede to a two-tier health care plan that would downgrade benefits for new employees. The union has been forced to uh, accept concessions 
during long, drawn-out negotiations. People who were close to retiring under the old plan were no under no longer eligible to retire under the new plan. You know, um, another problem that they're worried about is that they have shuttered uh, other plants in Atlanta and New Jersey uh, and moving those to Mexico because they because U.S. workers can't compete with, you know, Mexican workers. I mean, in terms of uh, pay, right, right. Because Mexican workers can be more taken advantage of and, you know. Well, yeah, there's not as many, you know, fail safes and regulations in place to protect workers as much in 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 Central America as there is in, in the States. Right. So, I mean, that's just outsourcing. That's been a thing for a long time. Right. Know? And so the reason why I wanted to highlight this is because, um, funny enough, this this was something that came up in 2016 during the Clinton Trump um, race, mm-hmm. and Trump, I, I saw a clip online. He said, "I won't eat Oreos anymore, okay, because mm. I'm pro worker," you mm. know. But we'll see that he is, you know, the most glaring example. I mean, politicians have have you know done this for a long time, where they're like, you know, they'll come out and say. And, and Trump was the most glaring example of a politician doing this in recent years. You know, he always liked to go around because a lot of his base is white working class. You know, so he'll go around to appeal to them. Like coal miners was another big one with right. him or, you know, just, you know, go around and say, oh, I'm in, I'll support the workers. I'm for the workers. Uh, you know, I'm here to to, you know, help the workers get paid better, whatever the and hell he be, says. But be, then when it comes to it, they, he's not actually putting policies in place to help no. him. His policies he's all favor the the companies. Literally, the, the this is something... And most and it's not just Trump that does that. No, the majority no, of, no. of and, politicians and just taking his opponent in 2016, Hillary was hugely integral in um, creating the TPP, you know, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which mm-hmm. would ship a lot of jobs overseas. Yeah. Um, which Trump pulled out of. which yeah one of the good things he did but the biggest piece of legislation trump passed through through his whole four years was a, a the 2017 tax cuts that mm-hmm. favored corporations and businesses mm-hmm. that's that's it he didn't do anything to fucking help these people if anything he made it worse yeah. right so they're all liars <laughs> yeah. um is this a product of neoliberalism Sure. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And just, you know, just outright capitalist greed, you know, and, you know, not giving a shit for the average working class people, you know, um, and it's just disgusting. Well, I mean, the, the companies themselves are never going to be, you know, there to be your friend, right? If you are, if you think that your company, if you have a work for a big you know, major conglomerate, and you think they're there looking out for your interests. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're, they're, their well, interest one of, one is the protecting things... their business and driving profit. One and of if the that things... means getting workers, skilled labor on the low, they're going to do that. So, you know, people need to look out for their own interests. You know, they need unions, and they need to look out for their interests and the interests of their coworkers and their community. And don't be a scab. <laughs> Cross. So, where is, am I going to find any Oreos in here or Teddy Grahams? No, or no. What else do they have? It's not really good snacks. I don't even eat Nabisco snacks. Yeah, but Ugh. just try to stay away from Nabisco products and 
you know, um, dry as hell. Yeah, dry. Their co- cookies and their snacks. Dry oh, Chips as Ahoy. Hell. That's also Nabisco. Dry as hell. Dusty. Dusty. You open cookies. a pack of Chips Ahoy, it's just dust comes wafting out. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't fuck with Nabisco here on the Bash Bros. If pod. I find a Nabisco product anywhere in this vicinity, in in my shed. Yeah. There's no Nabisco You're, products I can, I can. You'll be on the next shame segment. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's let's move on. Um, let's talk about someone that we kind of teased the last, you know, the, our last episode that we mm. wanted to shame. So this week, on our shame on you segment, we're gonna be shaming governor. Another Ron governor. DeSantis. Yeah, another <laughs> governor. Governor Ron DeSantis. Well, it's like you like the tweet I said where I'm like, you don't hear about a governor if they're doing their job right. That's right. You only hear about governors if they're being shitty. Everybody, slam, slam, slam. Oh, oh, shame on you. Go. Go. All right. Well, uh, as it most, he's been in the news a lot lately, and especially yeah. in the past year and a half. Let's just talk about recent. I had never heard of him until uh, until the pandemic kind of brought him. Like most of these governors that are in the news frequently these days, he used the pandemic the, as uh, as a, a way to fund his political machine. Yeah, I mean, it brought him to the forefront of you know the nation. You know, obviously he would have been known in Florida, but. The rest of the country didn't know about him. Right. And now he's being, he's been being because people, Ron especially. Death Santis. Death Santis. <laughs> you know, I told you death. this. Um, I thought this was funny when we were watching that movie the other night that uh, DeSantis was a, a jag for the Navy. He actually had, right. he, he went to like, he has a pretty, like, fairly, like, impressive resume. He went to mm-hmm. like Yale. And and then Columbia Isn't Law. Isn't it funny how like a lot of these people who go to like you know all these like prestigious institutions and then they get in uh, they get into office and they pretend like they're the working man. Yeah, they I mean he, he was like magna cum laude at at his schools. He, he, both he in, cum laude both as an un, as an underground he wow. cum lauded and <laughs> and as a and and in law school Do he cum come. lauded too. Well, he came. So <laughs> he came and he lauded and whatever. So, so the most recent Florida COVID numbers, uh, they're actually on a, a COVID surge right now. Oh, they've been on a COVID surge. They've been right, one of the but, worst but, but, rec- but recently. Well, recently. To, so for, for the preface to yeah. this, a big reason he was being hailed as a, as a, as you know uh, a champ for especially the cons- more conservative base and a more right leaning audience was. People liked his response to, to right. COVID. They liked that he, he was very anti-lockdown, yeah, he, and he, and he didn't he didn't want to put lockdowns. His big one that first brought him to the scene was he was like, "I want the churches open," which you know, oh all God, all like all hard. conservative people love that. You remember, you, know, you always the, get him with the Jesus. You remember, early, we want churches open. You remember, early you know, in the pandemic when Trump, uh, it was like very early, like March, no, maybe a week out, and Trump is like. Don't worry, you guys will be in church for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen, but, but you know, DeSantis, he is a is a more competent Trump, definitely. A more competent and he actually and he knows he's a good political operative too and he knows what who he's appealing to and what to do to appeal and to And he knows how to spin the culture war in his favor. Yeah. I mean, like that church thing, for example, you yeah. know, 
a big thing for right wing politics in America, you know, is is pretending like there's some attack on Christianity. Uh, the war know, on Christmas. They, yeah, they put up this front like, oh, there's, you know, we have to defend Christianity and the forces that be, the powers that be want to dismantle Christianity. You know, so when he went on and he was like, we need the churches open, you know, he's framing it as a the powers that be are trying to use the pandemic as an excuse to stop you from going to church and worshiping the Lord. And I'm not going to stand for that. And like, that's just part of his skill and how he maneuvers like is is appealing to stuff like that so, appealing to his base in that way well so there's implications to that type of political maneuvering um recently uh the last seven days the average is 262 deaths and 2100 cases uh, a week so also in, in in regards to that for a while he was being praised by by the larger nation, the more conservative side of it, as as for a while, because Florida's numbers were not as bad as they should have been relative to how many people lived right. there. You know, so people are like, see, he's doing it right. He's restricting lockdowns. He was selling merch. Yeah, that don't was like Fauci mocking, my Florida. Yeah, don't yeah. Fauci. Yeah. And like anti-mask and yeah, merch mocking Fauci or mocking the, you know, pan pandemic protocols. And... And his state was getting, his governorship was getting lauded, to use that, his come laude status, was getting lauded because it seemed like Florida had been, you know, had evaded the worst of the pandemic. But turns out, like, time, they didn't stand the test of time because now Florida and fellow states that followed their lead in the South right. are now massive hotspots, hospitals on the verge of collapse people infected with delta and all other kinds of things right and i, I well, feel only... sorry for them because i've had covid now and so i know it fucking sucks and i feel sorry for them that their governor prioritized politics over the well-being of his constituents right so um only 52 percent of florida is vaccinated you know um one of the more interesting things i did and you know you know, searching for recent things that uh, DeSantis has said recently, um, he's been trying to uh, he made a ban on masks in schools, right? Trying to be pro parent. And I don't know if you've been seeing it's just appealing to conservative politics, because that's another thing conservatives love is the family. You know, the family is always a big one of their big pedestals they love to stand on and tout themselves yeah, they don't as give the a defender shit about you of the family, family and the defender of children you know but yet they leave tons of children in poverty <laughs> and you know like why would you ban schools from even why would you ban a mask mandate i understand if you remove the requirements to mask like you remove the mask mandate but to ban it outright just seems ridiculous like well, you can remove the restrictions and say look i'll leave it up to local communities to decide which well recent might well, be a little bit more fair but to outright ban it yeah seems just kind of foolhardy well um it's a political move you of know? course of yeah. course um masks are now a political thing who would have thought so you know? so recently he's gotten some news because He's been withholding money from school districts who choose to have a ma mask mandate for, mm -hmm. for their schools. So he's withholding funding. Yeah. But recently, a, 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 a Florida judge uh, overruled it, overruled his um, 
decision to, you know, ban masks in schools. Um, and the thing that's really just disturbing with DeSantis is that as the rates rise, it really only serves to help him politically. Yeah. You know, what do you as, say that? What? Why do you say that? Um, as COVID numbers go up, I've seen the opposite that he's actually no, he actually ha- he actually has been his... going down. But that was what I, I'm talking about more so when he entered like the national spotlight, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic, is that. Even though Florida did have a, a a lot of cases, it worked to his advantage, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and it's weird, and it's fucking disgusting, and he deserves all the shame that we could give him. You know, oddly enough, I somewhat agreed with him before his state started imploding when he said something, because you know, you know, I mean, at least after the first wave of lockdowns back through in March and April and May of 2020, you know. And they kind of removed him and then put him back down just a couple months after that, after the summer. You know, I was kind of annoyed. And so, like, I always had, like, my questions about lockdown measures and was kind of skeptical of it, you know. And originally, before his state started imploding, and I and he said something that I was like, I kind of agree with him, where he was like, look, I don't want to keep dragging my state back and forth through lockdown after lockdown and COVID regulations. I'd rather just encourage vaccinations, which obviously he's failed on that front because his state seems to be behind the national numbers. Like I said, 52%. And, um, you know, and those, I mean, it was a good statement to make, but it would have been if he backed it up by keeping his COVID numbers down, that would have been a good look for him, but he clearly didn't. And is now doubling down by banning any mass mandates, which I just don't think you should do that. Look, like, if come someone, on, like, why, if they yeah. want, if they're choosing to wear a mask, if they want to, they should be allowed to. Yeah. What happened to the freedoms? Like these people will all day march around being like, I'm free not to it's wear hilarious. a mask. But then shouldn't it be people be free to wear a mask? Right. Like it's so hypocritical. It's a muzzle, damn it. Get the <laughs> diaper off your face. It's a goddamn Demanding muzzle. People take the mask off and then parading around acting like you you hate the mask so much because it's a violation of your freedom and then and then demanding people take them off, making laws to enforce that. Right. It's just so hypocritical. They just want their version of freedom, Yeah. which is no, no mask. Well, really, the mask stuff and COVID regulations in general have just been a politicized weapon just to you know throw around people like at the end of the day it's really like i'm gonna be controversial here it's really not a big deal to wear the mask the lockdowns i do think suck and i want to don't really want those to return regardless i I think it's important to wear i think i think well no what i'm saying is i don't think it's a big deal to put it on like the people that throw oh yeah yeah no it it isn't a big deal i sorry i misconstrued that. yeah to the people that are throwing a big fit over it like they're just it's part of the outrage machine that exists in america like they don't want to be politics are based on outrage these days COVID regulations created a lot of outrage and right-wingers in america saw an opportunity to turn that outrage about covid and the pandemic and the guidelines that came with it into a massive weapon and it's worked well because you, you know, we've seen it online. We've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it even from people in your own life. People oh, yeah. do buy into it and do get on board with those politics and buy into that outrage and, you know, let it become one of their main issues. And then, and then right wing politicians benefit from that. Oh, in the long yeah. Run. 
because now DeSantos, because of this, he gets to ta- he be, is now a potential twenty twenty four presidential yeah. candidate. That's what that's what a lot of the the polls have been leading towards as far as like top Republican and candidates. All other his than moves Trump. in the recent year have been priming himself to make that run there's not it's not just the COVID stuff either you remember last year during the uh protest last summer the black lives matter protest oh he yeah signed an anti-riot bill which, which is a hilarious lot of people be- thought that that was not shouldn't be called an anti-riot bill but it was actually just aimed at protesting in general but funny enough when there was the anti-cuba protest those were allowed to take place oh, yeah. in florida but because they agree with him ideologically but if there was a black lives matter protests mm-hmm. in florida then they then that yeah because DeSantis supports the cuban the cuban protests but doesn't support the black lives matter protests and you know what you know it's to use a line that uh libertarian conservatives like to use a lot uh rules for thee but not for me and that kind exactly. of seems like that's what the anti exactly. riot pro legislation was it's, it's rules for thee but not for me <laughs> yeah and that's what the anti-riot uh legislation seemed like it was was of rules for his political opposition to stifle their protesting abilities but not for his base right not for of course protests he would support and there is there is another one too, another policy that he signed that I also thought was kind of funny was his anti he touted it as his anti-big tech uh, ah. legislation yeah and that's another thing that conservatives have these days too is they're anti-big well they're liberal stance. they're liberal propaganda yeah, so, machines yeah. <laughs> although <laughs> fucking facebook is that facebook has been one of the biggest purveyors of right-wing conspiracy yeah. theories and the social media companies big tech works in their own favor they're not politically aligned no they work in their own favor and they're in favor of the but, bottom line that's really all they because, because they were like deplatforming, especially after the trump one you know mm-hmm. which i didn't necessarily agree with you know and you yeah. remember that at the time no I no like, no I I, I I still i still even though i don't like trump and i like not having him on twitter uh i i think when you have a principle of you know of free speech mm-hmm. he should be allowed on Right, even for like like the thing I, that I always come back to is that I mean the fact that like is a, that you have to support you have to su- has the power to you know silence in some form of the president of the United States. That's kind of freaky. No, you know? it is, and the thing is, is that for very restrictive measures like this, they'll always use it against someone you disagree that you don't like first. You know, mm. especially you know. If, They'll use it, you know, and someone were, you know, remember Kamala Harris, like she, one of her biggest platforms when she was running as a candidate, she's like, I'll get Trump off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the biggest fucking problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just like a, a, a people pleasing move for, yeah, for, you yeah. know, left wingers and I liberals. Mean, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I don't care if, um, if big tech companies are fined or whatever, like I, I could care less, but it doesn't look like it's something that's meant to make any net real change or, or increase, oh, you know, the the you know, protect free speech. It just looks like another political move, which is what Ron DeSantis is made of. He passes legislation and policies to further his political career, further his agenda, and he does it at the expense of his state. And now his hospitals are imploding. Doctors are, are walking out. And... Yeah. Um, 
and he it doesn't seem like that's going well for him so you, you know, know you know it seems like all that praise that came from from right-wing media came a little too soon they celebrated a little too soon you yeah. ever seen that clip when the guy shoots in in the nba he shot like a three and like turned around and started celebrating and then it didn't go yeah, in. yeah, yeah. it's kind of like they had one of those uh, moves. They started, i think that was nick young oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they started celebrating a little too soon with uh with this because now they're the state's the more the states run by conservative politicians are now suffering the most. Although they'll scream all day that it's these liberal run. Cities. Well, now the excuse is that it's immigrants. You know, like it's right. always another scapegoat. And it's and, always a yeah, shift. Yeah, and of now blame. and now they're trying to they're trying to be with you know with a lot of the Afghan refugees. They're mm -hmm. gonna try to weaponize it against them Did as well. You, was it me and you that were watching the funny video about the about the video where? Uh, the guy was like going around and interviewing all the people protesting Biden's pulling out and they were all like putting on this little facade like weeping for the people out of Afghanistan and then saying yeah. how horrible it was what it Biden was, uh, did. Jordan, it was Jordan Klepper, I think, it, from The Daily it? Show. No, 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 no. It was no, it was like a mainstream news. Really? News. Yeah, it was okay. like CNN or something. And then the guy like interviewing him. Was oh, like, you so know what? Should, it was should... it was a uh, Donnie. It was Donnie O'Sullivan from CNN. Yeah. He does a lot of those. And yeah. and he was like, so we should bring in the refugees. Do so you agree? You you're feeling sorry for the suffering of these people. You're weeping over it over it now. Here you're cursing the Biden administration and and how they've abandoned Afghanistan. So you would agree. The plight of these well, people, we should bring them in as wait. refugees. Yeah, wait. and then all the people immediately were like, no, 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 no. That's not the right move. That's, no, no, no. that's crazy. <laughs> but it's just like back to Ron DeSantis. It's the same thing Trump did at the beginning of the pandemic that a lot of politicians have done, both Democrat or Republican, and that's shift the blame. Sh skirt responsibility and shift the blame. Oh, this isn't my fault. It's someone else's fault. It's immigrants. It's the Chinese. It's, you know, whatever. It's it's a secret government conspiracy theory. Whatever it is, shift that blame on on somewhere else and, and remove any responsibility from yourself. So you don't have to do anything and you can just continue to look good. Rather than exactly. taking action. And that would really save lives, but it's not about helping people for a lot of these politicians is about playing to their base and playing playing games of politics and and stirring up the political fires and letting people suffer because of it so fuck that fuck that and fuck ron desantis <laughs> fuck ron desantis if he runs which he probably will whether he's running with trump or without trump i say fuck him <laughs> yeah fuck him all right zach well uh do <laughs> wait you know what? hold on Hold on one second. Okay, I'm holding on. Hold on. Dead air. So, uh, Zach, mm -hmm. what do you got this week? <laughs> We're going to get copyright struck here. Is this royalty free? Yeah. Alright, if you say so. So, I had been planning this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go on. <laughs> I, had been, I had been planning this one prior to getting infected with COVID. But right. even after I had COVID, I wanted to do this one even more. But I'll tell you, it had started when I read this story online. It's an older one, and it originally appeared in, in a 4chan board. I don't know if it was X or B, but... 
Um, the story is typically referred to as Outbreak J376. So Very specific. Yeah, so the story goes that it was a story written online. Um, I'll just preface it by saying it's probably not true, although it, it, it stands uh, up as one of the better, like, creepy pastas online because there is, like, this weird... Um, debate about it whether it was a true story so basically it's a pretty long one the story goes that this guy was uh, deployed in iraq in the mid-2000s and um and he like was stationed at some weird base that like he said kind of looked like it was a just a regular base town for iraqi people but he said underneath there was some type of prison underneath and that this camp was and and base was used as a front for this underground prison okay and so he says that there's not told a lot of details about what it is they're guarding there or what it is they just think it's a random assignment guarding some some random camp of some kind so one night he's he's woken up and him and everybody that's ever worked at the base is dragged in somewhere and they're there with like some interesting, some f creepy government contractors um, covered in hazmat suits. And they're like, we need to go in to the prison and we need you guys to guide us there. And we need to retrieve something. And we're going to come back out and nobody's going to say a word. Where'd you say this take place again? In Iraq. Okay. And in the mid two, let's say 2007. I don't remember the exact year. So, okay. so he goes in basically in there. They find that the place has been, there's been a massacre and that prisoners are infected with some weird disease that's somewhat zombie-esque, but they're not quite zombies. They just kind of seem to be, they kind of just seem to be ravaged. And they're also like bleeding out their, uh, all their orifices, throwing up, shitting themselves. And the, con and the government, the black, let's just call them black ops agents that's guiding them through, basically like shoot anybody on sight. And they come across fellow uh, soldiers in there that are fine but are clearly infected and they're told to kill them and so the soldiers um are that were in the prison at during the uh, during the outbreak were in there with the prisoners defending that trying to defend themselves okay. and they basically go in they retrieve whatever they're looking for they come out the guy the black ops agent had threatened to kill most of his squad and he did and he made a deal with the guy and he's like oh he's like okay well, i'll help you out we can go out just guide me out and um and and me and you will escape and so they did the story ends with him saying uh officially i died in a in a mortar strike in iraq in 2007 and he gives a little bit of details and he ends it by saying if you're interested i'll leave a, a clue j376 that's where the story okay. comes from so it was an Ominous. interesting yeah it was an interesting one because people online really liked the story on 4chan they started researching it and they found that research through, through doing some <laughs> digging they found that perhaps the location he was talking about was this camp called camp buka which was the hey camp buka we make a spaghetti they make spaghetti there yeah they make haunted and it spaghetti. was also it's a real it was a real well, camp you just it said was, it was a creepy pasta it was as the successor to uh the abu Ghraib prison mm -hmm. yeah and um and it was kind of an interesting one because it was like a hybrid prison, but also like a lot of locals live there, like a weird town. And then through even more digging, <laughs> living they, in a prison. <laughs> yeah, well, they was the prison was like hidden. It was underneath. Okay. Yeah, 
and there was like a town up front as a front and a lot of that's literally way, some resident evil shit the that's way, literally yeah, like the every the resident told evil his story his gear was accurate and all his terminology was accurate a lot of people believe that either if this was a fake story that this was a service this guy did serve at one time because he or did a large amount of research because all his specifics were very accurate and then uh, a final poster found that there was a mortar strike there in which two in in 2007 when the guy said he would die in which two soldiers died and they had found and narrowed it down to one name and believed that if this story was true that he that would have been him officially kia by during a mortar strike but if you know according to a story this black ops agent just you know made it look like he died and he escaped and this is all off the record so Probably not a true story, although a well-researched one, if it was, possibly written by a former service member. Okay. Um, but while reading this story, I thought it was creepy, and um, and it made me interested in a topic that I was, you know, is in line with COVID and a pandemic, and I was interested in government, secret military government uh, medical experiments and biological experiments that have happened, because the implication of this story was that they were using this prison as a testing ground for some type of biological agent fun so that's actually happened before um mm. many times well there's the there's the tuskegee I the remember. tuskegee one it was is one of the most infamous ones i wrote a little bit about that so you i'm sure you've heard of the tuskegee of experiment so in the in the mid 20th century the government had a penchant and doctors had a penchant for in intentionally infecting people with syphilis i don't know what it was about syphilis but they and they love to intentionally infect people with syphilis in fact a lot it's of so other yeah a lot of other stds were commonly studied um th not just in america but during world war ii prisoners of war were used to test gonorrhea syphilis hepatitis sounds awful um, nazi-ish yeah so it sounds very I mean, like, mangalish there's a famous prison there that had a had a, a Do the angel of death dr mengala running yeah. you know experiments medical experiments on people what? i'm just doing this and in the name of science it's common it's a common thing where prisoners are of war especially are intentionally uh infected with some type of std or other things there is one here i got in the late 1800s early 1900s um the u.s army intentionally infected filipino prisoners with the bubonic plague what yeah that's fun yeah that's uh did that okay they did that first and then several years later they did it again and that this time they had contaminated the bubonic plague with cholera and infected Jesus more, fuck. Yeah, more filipino prisoners with that many people died in in that one and uh, so a lot of this has come to light from something called the church committee and the Rockefeller Commission, which were two... Oh, I um, knew the Rockefellers were involved. They were two um, um, organized committees and commissions to look into research about um, illegal experiments and illegal um, operations the CIA or the military had conducted. And they revealed a lot of these. Um, and they found that syphilis was commonly in, used to in purposely infect prisoners of war and other... Um, uh, STDs were used a lot in Guatemala in the 60s. They paid uh, uh, Guatemalan prostitutes who they had known had STDs to uh, go and uh, have sex with Guatemalan prisoners. This, Sounds that, like a party. Yeah, 
and to intentionally infect these prisoners who then study. <laughs> wait, 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 real the... quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's just <laughs> let's just break down that scenario real quick. All right, so these these guys, they're prisoners. Mm-hmm. They were captured by uh, they were U.S. prisoners. U.S. The, prisoners. The U.S. presence there. You okay. remember from my one about the CIA's involvement right. in Latin America? Okay. They had a so they're bit of a... Ca- they're U.S. prisoners, right? They, CIA prisoners. CIA yeah. prisoners. So it's like obviously they're probably being held on they're some black. Like, yeah. yeah um and then they're like all right we're going to treat you guys yeah. we're going to get <laughs> some nice ladies to come over and then you know they're like well you know i'm locked in but hey at least you know it's been a while so you know <laughs> you know and then it turns out that was just another experiment <laughs> yeah to intentionally infect it with stds that's that's the most evil thing them. you've said so far so yeah the, like you brought up the tuskegee that's the most infamous one um, it was conducted by the U.S. government in the 1940s. It was run through the University of Tuskegee in the Alabama, I believe. Um, this is also has a racial edge to it. Right. Because, is, didn't they, like, sterilize people? Um, possibly. Here, I'll tell you the gist of what okay, I go got on. from this. So this Tuskegee was an all-black like university in the South in the 1940s. And they basically offered up a medical study. And they directed it towards impoverished people, a lot of sharecroppers, and they promised with the promise of free medical coverage, free medical care. Why don't you these... explain what sharecroppers are, just in case people don't know? A lo- sharecroppers are like they're remnants of like slavery. Yeah. Basically, like. Well, the, yeah, it's just like poor people that work the right. fields, essentially. Right. So a very, a very vulnerable bunch. Yeah, of people. and they don't have access to medical care, so they offered free medical care in order to be a part of this study that they claimed would last for six months. And they didn't tell the participants what the study was exactly. They didn't give them any information. The true motive behind it was to infect them with syphilis and to watch syphilis, see how it affects them. And they told them this uh, study would only last for six months. (laughs) It was extended to 40 years. Holy shit. (laughs) And they intentionally infected about 400 black men with syphilis, a hundred of whom died over the years. Holy shit. Uh, Many of their family, wives, because they didn't know they were infected, would go on to get infected with syphilis themselves. Um, And children were born with congenital syphilis. Where you're born with the SCD. fucking yeah. Christ, dude. That they is didn't, and evil. Here's an even worse thing. There was a treatment available for syphilis at the time. Penicillin and other right. antibiotics killed syphilis. And they did not administer that, even though they, they had intentionally infected them with syphilis and didn't administer that for years. Right. And allowed people to suffer with syphilis in order to basically experiment on them. Hmm. So that one is probably one of the most infamous ones. It's and, really, it's really terrible. Yeah, man. and insanely dark and insanely fucked up. And a lot of, um, you know, during the vaccination bullshit has been going on for a minute now. You know, there's a weird story that I've heard from time to time. It doesn't come up too much about how like black people don't trust the medical system, and that's why it's hard to get them vaccinated. Yes, yes, that that is um something I've heard of, and I know it ties to to the Tuskegee study. But a lot of the times that narrative gets um, manipulated to try, like now, uh, oh fuck, I forgot uh, where the guy was from, but there was some head politician and he was like, I think he was like like a lieutenant governor or some shit like that. And uh, he was basically saying that it's black, 
people for the black people's fault for the spread of the recent spread of COVID. Yeah. So, so it's been a lot of race baiting there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just thought it was an interesting thing to mention in terms of, um, that sure. so there's a couple other incidents so i wanted to kind of focus because the original story that got me interested in this was that story that i talked about posted online I wanted to see what the u.s government did the military has done in this regard so there's another interesting one that happened in 1950 it's called operation sea spray and it was a covert u.s navy experiment that basically they released this bacteria called bacillus globigii baculus globigi and they released it outside san francisco um by mixing it in they re opened up like canisters that went into the air and mixed in with the fog the fog that was rolling in in the morning mm. and they oh and they infected a lot of people with this bacteria bacteria and they thought their claim in their report was that they thought the bacteria was, was harmless in san francisco holy shit what yeah year? over 1950 damn yeah and they thought that uh, it was um, uh, not harmful. Well, that's the reason yeah. why there's gay people in San and Francisco. And <laughs> a lot of people contracted pneumonia because of it. Oh. Yeah. And uh, it's only reported that just a few people died as a result of it. But it seems like there is some cover-up that went down here. Mm -hmm. And in fact, this wouldn't be the first time they would release this baculus globigii. And they had done it in in the coming decade. They they tested it in the New York and Chicago subways to see this is Cold War era. They tested it there. Their their justification for running these covert tests was to see the potential of a new of a biological attack on America. How yeah, it would, so let's 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 just would, endanger let's innocent <laughs> fucking people. <laughs> let's They're do like it. we wanted to test the possibility of it, so we just did it. <laughs> so like, aren't you like kind of making it a self fulfilling well, prophecy? Yeah, they at wanted that point? to see like how effective it would be. Like, what if they did it like airborne over San Francisco and then testing in the subways? We're like, oh, how like what if they did release in like a subway like environment you know their justification like i said was that they did not believe baculus baculus globigi was harmful okay. and that they could just see when people would have it and how how much contamination would spread but it turned out it was somewhat harmful and people got pneumonia from it Great. So, <laughs> to say how much they knew about that is left to question. And there's one more famous... Uh, I mean, look, this was a very deep topic. I only did a light, hour-long scraping of this. There is a lot of military experimentation and experimentation by the, mil by the government at large. And not just in America, throughout the world, testing various medical... Human experimentation, testing you know, doing weird surgeries if you're Dr. Mengula and to testing radiation on people. Another famous one that took place in America that was at a U.S. base, too. It was at a base called Edgewoods. It was an arsenal base. And they basically gathered up about 7,000 troops and told them they wanted them to be a part of this experiment. Again, uh, we're not clear about what it was. And then gave them small doses of sarin venom sarin Holy yeah and shit. vx nerve agent the two nerve agents sarin and vx which is our super powerful nerve agents they intentionally dosed them with that and dosed them with a ton of other chemicals too those were just the two main ones two scariest ones these soldiers agreed 
to random experiments thinking that you know it's part of their duty and their service to their country to you know be willing to participate in experiments but like a lot of these they're not given the full scope of what they're getting injected with they're not told a lot and they go on to test sarin and vx nerve agent on them and i believe again a lot of people were left scarred damaged or dead from these experiments at Edgewoods. Honestly, I would love to return to this topic in the future and do a deep dive into one of these Edgewoods in particular. Edgewoods is freaky because this is as close as I could get to the original story of, you know, testing some weird biological chemical agent on soldiers and prisoners alike. And for the sake of a lot of times the explanation is here is a, you know, it's for scientific purposes. Like, oh, we need to see how this is going to affect people so we can combat it if it's ever used against us. But they're, you know, these are very dangerous experiments and it has happened before many times, you know. So like I said in the beginning, this story wasn't this original story probably not true that they had some weird right a biological agent down there creating borderline zombies but the idea of the u.s government testing biological and chemical agents on their soldiers and prisoners alike is not a far-flung idea and has happened many times Mm -hmm. so to bring this to something a little bit more contemporary it leads me to think especially now that i've been infected by it how it leads me to question the lab brings a new light to i think this lab leak theory a little bit you know um so i'm not a fully on board with it you know and we've talked about it before and i've said the lab leak is not a hill i would want to die on Mm -hmm. you know and there's not a lot of evidence for it but then again this stuff happened throughout the 20th century possibly still happens today and these a lot of this stuff wasn't released until the church committee and the Rockefeller commission revealed a lot of these um, experiments and they were intentionally kept under the dark, kept in the dark, right. kept covert because yeah, you tell the public that you're doing something like this and people are like, what the fuck? That's fucking Dr. Mengele, angel of death level, like Nazi experimentation on our own people, our own citizens, whether it's testing that, that bacteria in major U S cities testing on u.s troops or testing of prisoners of war from around the world it is something that happens and like i said when you ask a lot of things when you're tackling weird conspiracies and this is something i always i believe when i'm when i look into these you always got to find the why and there's a this one's a tough one to figure out the why the most obvious one i think is like oh they say we need to test this stuff on people we'll give them everybody light doses to see what it does to you and to see how we can combat it if someone was to receive you know a more severe case so the lab leak theory the idea behind that is kind of in line with this in that people believe that in this wuhan lab of virology that they were doing the gain of function research where the idea behind the gain of function research is that they can super super give a give a virus of some kind a super strength in order to manipulate it to have some properties that are easier to study and easier to understand so that they can therefore in the future combat viruses like it you know yeah but so i i think just as far as the lab leak theory goes i think as far as like comparing it to these other ones um i think there's a possibility but 
as far as that possibility goes, I don't think it was. If if anything, I think it was an accident. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Say, yeah, I definitely wouldn't. Say I would. I wouldn't because I. I just. I. I just feel like it's important to say when you talk about the lab leak theory that I don't believe it was like engineered no. as a weapon. You know what I mean? Hmm. But you know, it is. You know, it's interesting. And uh, quickly, I was. And I agree with you too on that fact. And like I said, if you want to compare these past incidences of of medical experimentation and 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 human experimentation to something that could have potentially happened in, in that Wuhan lab, you know, they do give people light doses of things and you know, what are the, what they're how they study and how they experiment in the Wuhan lab, I have no idea. I have no idea how they study viruses in any labs I've ever just, been in a lab. Just just for a second, mm-hmm. I would like to refer to the the brilliant words of Dr. Ian Malcolm. Jeff Goldblum's character in Jurassic Park. Just real quick. Got sure. a short clip. Okay. If I may, um, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. Uh, it didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses uh, to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you're selling it. You want to sell it. Well, I, I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of the idea here is that like, you know, what, whatever experiments they do in the field of biological and chemical agents, um, they, I guess they do it with, I'm not going to say good intentions, but they do it with the, the intention of gaining knowledge, you yeah. know, seeing but how you know, it works it, and I, seeing how, how they can manipulate it and, right. and to, to benefit or not. I don't know. But but, the, but as far as like you know like let's talking about like the lab leak theory, mm-hmm. I think the thing that always ran through my head as far as like you know my layman's understanding of what gain of function research is is that that last line that Jeff Goldblum says always rings in my head is mm. that your scientists were so worried on whether or not they could they never thought whether or not they should. <laughs> and you know that's uh, uh that applies i think to all this medical experimentation sure, that's taken sure. place over a hundred years yeah and has been done in secret so you know like i said earlier i i wouldn't say i wouldn't put all my eggs in that lab leak theory sure. basket i wouldn't die on that hill but it's definitely stu- something that's happened before at least maybe not releasing the entire virus onto the entire world but you know, doing risky experimentation in the name of knowledge right. and progress, right? And again, you know, not as a weapon, but more yeah. so, it could have just been an accident. Yeah. But they were doing scientists doing science that is risky and dangerous yeah. in the pursuit of knowledge. Let's just say whether that's for the better or worse. I guess remains to be seen. Yeah, we don't it, know. We're it, not scientists. But We're just ex- two jerk offs in a shed. These experiments have hurt people before in the past, sure. and usually on a small scale. So if the lab leak theory was to be true, let's just say hypothetically, for the sake of argument, um, hypothetically, this is the worst 
worst. Um, my dad was a virologist, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst example of a medical experiment gone awry because many of these cases that I was reading to you the only affected few thousand people at I'm most. definitely going to look into more cases that cuz that's yeah, really I would love to return to this topic especially the Edwards yeah, one is eerie. Yeah, we can return to this. And if I it, yeah. I also want to say just talking about this out loud and thinking about it, I feel like, you know, people could turn around and take this and be like, "Oh, are the vaccines an example of medical experimentation?" I don't want to lead down that line no. of thought necessarily. We're both vaccinated. Yeah. If anything is the experiment, it's COVID. Yeah. And the vaccine is their answer to try to <laughs> yeah. undo their fuck up. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they need they need the vaccines. Well, honestly, like when it comes to the vaccine question, you can always just look at it logically. They need the vaccines so that the economy can continue to run. Yeah. They need it. So, if you have any questions about that, you have to think they need the vaccines to work so that so that businesses and corporations don't lose money. Yeah, it, you can just think about it, about it on a profit motive. The vaccines make make sense, and yeah. So so this is a very uh, relevant one that I wanted to come yeah. to the table with. It's one I've been thinking about for weeks, and then I fucking got COVID, and I was like, all right, I'm doing that fucking <laughs> weird medical experimentation one. Yeah, lab leak. Possibly a lab leak where they were doing crazy experiments like the U.S. government has done in the past, like the Nazis did, like tons of governments around the world have done throughout history. And maybe they just fucked it up big time. Big time. <laughs> big time. Now, but okay, well, then again, just, maybe just, maybe not. Maybe it right. really did come from uh, encroachment on, on well, habit, animal habitats. All right. We're coming to the end here. But, I, sure. I, I, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to talk about this because I thought about this a lot. Let's just say that lab leak theory is true. Imagine being the guy that fucked up and accidentally let, <laughs> let it leak out, dude. You like you just like you're you're in such he's a probably hot... dead now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's for sure dead. Um, but uh, if that Whether was, it was if that's from the, the case, virus or the government, who knows? Imagine the Chinese government. Imagine having a, a fuck up, and it has reverberations throughout the world. Like COVID has, <laughs> like well, I just like think the, I remember when we were talking about this. The only the closest I could think of something like that would would have been like Chernobyl, you right? Know, right. Where like your fuck up is felt it reverberates. Yeah, but the it's world. almost bigger than Chernobyl. Oh, it's definitely bigger yeah. than Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's crazy. Chernobyl is like the closest example you could get to it. The other ones is like possibly like you could think like the Three mile oil island. spill, the oil BP oil yeah. spill, massive fuck up. Oh, I yeah. mean, when we first talked about possible topics for this show, we were, were like, let's talk about massive fuck ups. There's Fukushima, oh yeah, yeah, we're, and we're gonna know? we're gonna get to more more of those in 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 uh you know later later segments. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I I'd think love to I, return to this topic yeah. and and dis and discuss this. But, but more th and more great know. topic, Zach. Great topic. Yeah, I enjoyed this thank one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah it was a good one. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just, I just like, I just like. Hopefully, those vaccines are an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> They're not. Stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give some fuel to that fire. No, here, then, stop, know? stop. I'm gonna cut this. They did it before. All right, all right. I'm Black Hawk helicopters <laughs> coming in to give you a vaccine. <laughs> you gotta pull your pants down for it. Yeah. 
I, Go behind I, the Applebee's. I specifically asked that I'd get all my doses of the vaccine in my butt. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when I got my vaccine last May, I was walking past the local Applebee's and it said free vaccines. There's a sign that said free vaccines. And I went up and I'm like, the free vaccines out already? And they're like, yeah, yeah, come on back here. <laughs> and they put a blindfold on me. And I was like, is this really necessary? And they're like, trust me, it's necessary. And they're like, well, pull down your pants now. <laughs> Felt a quick pinch. <laughs> They've patted Heard me on the grunting. head and said, please come back in two weeks <laughs> for the next year. Yeah. So on that note, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back. Thank you for your service. And b- by the next episode. Oh, and tell people again, because I, like, I would love if someone oh, yeah. did write us Let me email. look it up because the last couple times I fucked it up. Let me just make sure I got the right. Um, where the fuck did we put it? Okay. Yeah, uh, I would. If anybody wants to, has any mail. comments, we are actively mail, we courting hate mail. hate mail. We, we want, want it. hate mail. Or if anybody just wants to make any comments or suggestions for improvement or suggestions for topics or just any ane- comments. anecdotes, commentary, we reactions, want audience participation hate mail. as much as I know we're small. Mail bombs. I know we're small, and I know we're, you know, we're... Um, we have, like, 14. What was that? No, actually, we have Across 34 unique listeners. On Spotify? Yeah. And that's just Spotify, that's just so Spotify. maybe on the other ones we got a little the other ones, more. The other ones don't give me as accurate in numbers, but... Um, I'll go with 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's say we got 20. 20 active and I've listeners. And I've actually heard I've actually heard from, you know, some people in my life being like, you know, your pod's actually not that bad. So. Not that bad? Yeah. That's as good We've as We've been called get. intellectuals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard, there, uh, surprisingly, from a female audience. So we've gotten a couple, we've gotten a couple ladies. Oh, good. Hey, shout out to the ladies. Break through that Joe Rogan. Because, yeah. you know, we're going to be the antithesis to Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe we're going to court ladies. Is 90% yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be the, the lady equivalent of Joe Rogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, again, it's Bash Brothers Pod at ProtonMail.com. Again, it's Bash Brothers Pod at ProtonMail.com. And I'm going to start linking it into the, the description of the okay. episode so that you know where to go. But I remember YouTube, Spotify, uh, um, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts. Yes. Yay. Apple, Google, Spotify, and uh, yeah. Right. And SoundCloud. Hey, if you want to listen on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, that's going to do for it for those biological agents. Yeah, the be future careful. zombie one that they're going to release on us. Oh, yeah. That this guy talked about. J367 coming for us. So, uh, Zach, mm-hmm. until next time. I'll see you over Skype call next time. So, yeah. Or whatever we use. Yeah, we'll 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 be able to do it, and I yeah. I think we want to keep we want to keep up with the the upload schedule so that yeah. you guys have something to. Count I mean, on. we're having fun doing. We we are actually having a lot of fun doing. I mean, like I like we said in the first episode, this is something that we've been wanting to do for ten years, mm-hmm. and we're finally doing and it. And even though I'll be traveling abroad, he still wants to do it. Yeah, he's and bringing I'll have his updates mic. from traveling. It'll be like yeah. a travel channel segment, yeah. so that you can. Look forward to no, that. No, I'm just going to I'm just going to cut you off it. on your updates be like no, no one cares. <laughs> no, you'll care and you'll love them. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for us this week. We're out of here. Peace. I don't want to set the world on fire. I do
just want to start a flame in your heart. In my heart I have but one desire, and that one is you, no one. 